0: Welcome to Wrestling History X, where two friends get together and talk about the story behind the matches. I'm Matt. And I'm Michael. Welcome to episode 64, StarCade 1991 Battle Bowl, the Lethal Lottery. Show some excitement, (laughs) man. We're talking (laughs) wrestling. Battle Bowl, the Lethal. Lottery! That's, that's somewhat better. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Michael's gimmick this episode is trying not to curse. This show is a big stinky butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was the ninth annual Starcade, but the first under the WCW banner. and The first Battle Bowl. Exactly. It would take place on December 29th, 1991 at the Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia, and the attendance was 9,000 people. It's pretty good. I mean... It's pretty good. Like like we've... I think we've said, pretty much, that's kind of WCW's sweet spot right there. Yeah, yeah. 8,000, 9,000. If they can draw that many, I think they're... Yeah, unless they're they're in in a different
1: country where people draw for them. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So things that were happening around the time Mm -hmm. of Stargate fried green tomatoes the movie would be released the same weekend
1: i've eaten a fried green tomato i have not partaken of the viewing of fried green tomatoes the film really yeah should put it on the short list
0: i think you should put this on the short list is this the oprah jam no that's the color purple okay
1: well Uh, (laughs) excuse me i
0: mean it does deal with the south in the
1: yeah okay that's probably why i got it conflated
0: 40s i think maybe i'm not sure there's cars
1: yeah who's in it
0: mary stewart masterson and jennifer jason lee okay they play sisters all
1: right well yeah Um, i definitely haven't seen fried green tomatoes then i mean i knew that i hadn't but i'm like okay i wasn't even i didn't even have the same picture in my mind of what it was
0: so i haven't seen it in a long time until like i literally came home from work one night and the wife had it on
1: and you sat down,
0: and and I sat down, and I was just like, I'm in this because yeah. it, it's that good of a movie. Yeah, I mean, it's,
1: I mean, there's it's it's earns its reputation. Like everybody knows that that's a movie. If you yeah. say it, it's like, oh yeah. But it's one of the ones that I mean, it, it's, most it's women kind
0: of, love Fried Green Tomatoes* because it is a woman empowerment type movie. Yeah, but there's enough there that I think you would grasp on. Everyone else, yeah. I don't, have, I
1: don't have I don't have a favorite genre. I just
0: like good movies. It's it's so, a good one. Cool, it's a good one. And everyone's favorite money in the bank winner, Otis, mm. was born a week before. World's greatest comedian. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: I'm saying it facetious, but you really put it over for me.
0: Here's the thing: like, I literally saw him in NXT when they visited. Yeah. Not this last like you two think, years
1: ago. I feel bad for. Tucker. Yeah, it's like, oh man. Just this guy has this innate charisma where it's like...
0: Well, I literally said, we saw him at that NXT because they came and... Oh, was that the first one that you and I went to? Yeah, the first one we went to a couple years ago. Yeah,
1: that's when I was like kind of starting to get back into wrestling.
0: I saw Heavy Machinery compete and I was like...
1: You saw the worm.
0: They are going to make it to the main roster. Quickly and Vince is going to turn Otis <laughs> into a comedy act. Yeah, which you was is going comedic. to get
1: over. Oh yeah. With the crowd. He's just a very likable guy. It's like you want to eat a, you want to drink a beer with him. You want him to, you want to you want to like grill hot dogs with that guy. Cuz you know he's going to be the life of the party.
0: Exactly. And I felt bad for Tucker then. I feel, feel bad, bad for, for him now. now. Yeah.
1: May, hopefully he, you know, is maybe getting a little bit bigger paychecks because of it, but I don't even know if they're competing together at the moment. Or if Tucker's just like driving, just uh, his you know driving partner. Basically, the, the only
0: thing I've seen from Otis. Well, I guess they're not driving is, around at the uh, moment, but him and Mandy segments because and Mandy are like dating or whatever, which are what great was, se- are great segments. Oh yeah, the but uh, they're not in the ring and what was the show so.
1: where he like he didn't he like keep her from falling out of the ring or something yeah that was the
0: royal rumble the uh, the women's royal rumble mandy was about to go over and he like that was that for, was a while
1: ago i guess yeah. i forgot i for some i mean it makes sense that it was a royal rumble but i guess they've been doing this for a minute now
0: yeah that storyline's been going on for quite some time it's, it's, it's a fun storyline it's probably the best storyline <laughs> on smackdown uh i unfortunately believe you but let's talk about the best story hopefully that we can find <laughs> at starcade mm-hmm in this uh they nailed the title. It's a battle bowl. Because it's a battle uh, to get through
1: it? Because uh, the, they didn't say what kind of bowl it is, but I'm implying here that it's a toilet bowl.
0: So the WCW logo inside of an animated ring comes on the screen before the Lethal Lottery logo, and the names of all the competitors are shown. Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone welcome us, and they let us know that 40 stars will be chosen at random to compete in ten tag team matches.
1: So what they're telling us is that the whole roster,
0: pretty much, yes. yeah,
1: if... the whole roster plus Abby, because I guess he's hanging out here for a while. He decided to leave I Japan mean, for a him, bit.
0: Him and Cactus Jacker. Yeah, I yeah, they're their buds. Thing, so.
1: Hetero life mates at exactly. this point.
0: So, and whichever tag team wins, they advance to the battle bowl, mm-hmm. and then the battle bowl would be a. Two ring over the top battle royal. So it's kind of,
1: I mean, it's two rings next to each other like war games minus the cage. But the idea is that there's like maybe what ten guys in one side and ten guys in the other, and there's like two. No, they'll okay. start all in oh, one okay, ring. Okay, okay, it's all one ring. And then I'm they, trying they have to how throw it
0: them over into the second ring to eliminate them from the first ring, <laughs> and then they have to throw them over the ropes to the floor to eliminate them from the second ring. Okay. Very convoluted. Yes. We've seen one two-ring battle royal before at Great American Bash 89. I remember
1: that one. It was very bright, but I guess all these WCW shows are very bright.
0: And We started it, and we were like, oh, this is worrisome, but it turned out to be a pretty fun match. Yeah. We'll see if this one does as well as we get there.
1: I I think the only thing I really remember from that show is Danny Spivey and
0: uh, Mean Mark. I don't think they were on that show, because we loved Great American Bash 89.
1: Oh no! Uh, sorry, I was thinking. I was thinking of an, I guess a different show that had, maybe it was just one of the war game shows. It was another two, two ring thing. They've
0: done a few two ring things.
1: I'm anti two ring. I mean, like there's been a couple of good war games.
0: There have been a couple of good war.
1: Like games. the Brian Pillman one, and then honestly, the I think the first
0: w- one with the Steiner's and, uh, or not the first one with Steiner, uh, with the Four Horsemen and, because um, the. the Oh, yeah. Change.
1: I kind of like the one we watched where it was, like, from an earlier Great American Bash tour. But it was just, like... Yeah, that was the, the, the very the, first one. Okay, right. where the camera was, like, in the corner and stuff. Yeah. And it was just... I don't know. Maybe it was just because the way it was shot. I remember that one being fun. Or the way... It, the It was just a camera in the corner. So you're just kind of, like, looking for it. It was avant-garde. Anyway. To the bowl.
0: We then go to Eric Bischoff, Missy Hyatt, and Magnum T.A., on a stage.
1: Uh, Magnum TA in the suit with the ponytail. He's the commissioner
0: of the Battle Bowl. And we see Missy and Magnum just staring at the camera while Eric shows us the tumbler that will be used to randomly select teams.
1: Yeah. We've all seen these tumblers on game shows, exactly. lottery and whatnot. Magnum TA kind of looks like handsome Jake Roberts. It's like, oh, like if Jake yeah, had a, a, a handsome brother.
0: That'd be Sam Houston.
1: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, Sam Houston, handsome guy for sure. I think that's only like a half
0: brother, though. That's true. He's only a half
1: brother. But uh, I miss Sam Houston. I'll probably never see him again. No, we will never see <laughs> Sam Houston he's, again. He's my bump king. Him and Baby Dollar are probably making baby dolls right <laughs> now. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that they made a bunch of beautiful children.
0: A curtain is then lifted on the entryway to show all 40 superstars waiting for their names to be drawn.
1: This is awkward. Did you find this kind of awkward? Yes. It's weird. It's like, it's like a, they're all standing, like, tiered, like it's a high school, like, Riser photo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh oh. it's just a weird visual. It's not like, it'd be different if it was, like, ceremony or something, but, like, all these guys are, like, kind of about to beat each other's ass, and, like, it kind of, they're all standing there, so it kind of takes away from it, as opposed to, like, maybe if they had what they do later in the show with the heel locker walk room. room and the other one, yeah. and they're all back there, and they just, like, call
0: it. Missy then spins the tumbler, reaches in for an envelope, hands it to Eric, and he announces our first match: Michael P.S. Hayes and Tracy Smothers Ooh. versus Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Jimmy Jam Garvin. Say what? Record scratch.
1: Okay. <clears throat>
0: yes, we got Freebirds on the other
1: side of the V. That's true. Also, Bagwell. It's our first our first Bagwell Bagwellian experience.
0: It's true. It is our first Marcus Alexander Bagwell experience.
1: I am assuming from his name here is he part of the York Foundation?
0: He is not.
1: Really? With a name that that's actually that his regal. real name. Yeah, but I mean still. Rick, Ricky Morton's name is Richard Morton in real life too. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's got a name perfect for for the uh York
0: Foundation. That's true he does. JR tells us there's a twenty minute time limit on all of these matches. You know what draw, the time limit should be. Uh, ten minutes?
1: I mean, I was thinking more like five, but tens more understandable. Well, I mean that, it is a tag that match. makes a
0: very short ma- short pay per view. That might have made it better. <laughs> and a draw will disqualify both teams from advancing. Bum bum bum. So we'll see if either one of those stipulations play out. Yeah. Lord willing, we don't get the 20-minute match. I don't mind the DQ. Please let us not get a 20-minute <laughs> match. So the match gets going, and Smothers gets in Bagwell's face, shoves him around, only for Marcus to shove him back. Tracy keeps stalling instead of wrestling. Smothers then starts running the ropes, Bagwell with the leapfrog, and hits a hip toss, drop kick, and an arm drag. Tracy jumps up to hit a drop kick of his own, but Marcus was too far away, so he just falls to the mat.
1: And just uh, to put this out here, uh, Tony Schiavone is teasing a Freebirds breakup and is talking about how Jimmy Garvin doesn't look too upset about the fact that they're on opposite teams. Just a little bit of context.
0: Has anyone seen the Jimmy Jam Garvin uh, promo that we covered like <laughs> 60 episodes ago? I don't think he gets mad about things.
1: <laughs> no, no. I love Jimmy. I like Jimmy more with every, like, it seems like it with every match.
0: Smothers calls out Garvin, so Jimmy Jam tags in, and while Garvin is showboating, Tracy hits him from behind, starts running the ropes, Jimmy with multiple leapfrogs before hitting a hip toss and a dropkick to send Smothers out to the apron, where Garvin hits a big boot to send Tracy flying off into the guardrail. Back in the ring, Smothers continues to stall with his chatter, goes to shake Jimmy Jam's hand, only to hit him with a cheap shot, to the gut, Boo. but Garvin retaliates with an atomic drop that sends Tracy over the ropes to the floor. Again, back in the ring, Bagwell comes in with a top rope double axe handle to Smothers' arms. But Tracy gains control after several knees and slams his head into the turnbuckle. Hayes in with chops, back elbow. P.S. does some dancing and then starts working on Marcus's arm. Smothers is in to continue. But Bagwell reverses it into a leg drop on the arm.
1: How does anybody supposed to cheer for anybody? You're supposed to cheer for the, the free one,
0: birds. Cheer,
1: cheer for the ones you like. Yeah, I keep forgetting that the free birds are like faces now. But I mean, they were kind of. People were chanting DDT when they were heels for the last eight years. I mean,
0: that's why they turned them face. Yeah. But at this point, we are 10 minutes into this match. And. <sighs>
1: and it's I been real sloppy. That uh, That atomic drop to the outside is so forced.
0: And he I like just, basically
1: pulls himself to the floor. From, exactly. It's
0: it, it's very like... Disjointed? Disjointed is the word, yes. And I just got the feeling all of a sudden that the drawing of the names... Is a shoot? Actually might be unrigged and a shoot. You told me that, but I don't know. I'm sure
1: you have the answer. Or is because it still in the air? Because
0: no one on this entire show is able to put really a resemblance of a match together.
1: There's one that's decent later on but it's probably just because it's got some big boys doing big boy moves to each other you you kind of you I to, don't you got shoot vibes
0: I feel like it was completely unrigged
1: I don't know man that'd be probably pretty wild because then what do they do to like do they tell the ref to tell who's getting the pin like, on the fly
0: like that that's basically that's
1: crazy that seems like wild I mean they
0: called these matches in the ring back then so I can see them doing it
1: yeah I mean all of these look like they were I mean, a lot of these guys have never worked together, or they've worked Freebirds versus Tracy Smothers and uh, Armstrong. But, like, you have your your third man, Bagwell. I mean, Bagwell's the only
0: one that looks good in this match.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but he's fresh, got something to prove, and he looks good. He's got the flat top.
0: So Smothers is arm-dragged again before trying to go for a body slam on Marcus, but Bagwell floats over and body slams Tracy. Garvin tags in and immediately... Smothers jumps in to tag in Hayes. We get us a little Freebird versus Freebird action, multiple lockups with no one getting an advantage, until an arm drag and some dancing by P.S., only for Jimmy Jam to return the favor just seconds later.
1: Yeah, his little dancing's fun.
0: Hayes with a quick inside cradle for a two count. Garvin goes for a side headlock that's reversed into a head scissors that Jimmy Jam quickly escapes from. The two men then tag in their partners for Bagwell and Smothers to go at it once again. Tracy with a Savate kick, a body slam, goes for a jumping elbow drop only for Marcus to move out of the way and make the tag to Garvin. Jimmy Jam with a back body drop hits the running forearm. Bagwell comes off the top rope with a flying crossbody for a near fall. Marcus then with a cheap shot to Hayes which brings everybody into the ring and PS hits the left jab on both Bagwell and Garvin leave Jimmy alone Hayes is upset as he didn't realize it was Jimmy Jam and they start arguing in the corner while Smothers body slams Marcus goes up to the top rope coming off with a twisting (laughs) splash which looked absolutely horrendous Hmm. but Bagwell gets his knees up picks Tracy up with a fisherman suplex for the pin
1: and and the the win. win Would've been really funny if, while this was all happening, Jimmy and uh, P.S. you know they have their little argument, but then they like shake hands and hug as the pin's happening. It would've been a, a wonderful moment. I mean, and would've make it would've would given this show maybe like you know I know we don't do star ratings, but maybe like a half a star or something.
0: I mean, <laughs> post-match, the two Freebirds do end up shaking hands That's and hugging. Yeah,
1: but would have like as the pin Even was going the pin on, it would have just been comedy gold. But I guess, you know, that would ruin uh, the possibility of this potentially being a uh, shoot, shoot name drawing.
0: Yeah. So Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Jimmy Jam Garvin advance to the Battle Bowl. We then go back up to Bischoff, Missy, and Magnum as they draw the next names. And this time we see... Everybody in those locker rooms that you were talking about. Yeah, the they got heel like locker pic, room. Picture, picture in picture. Yeah, face locker room. Mm-hmm. I don't Have I cursed yet? Not yet. You're doing really? good on your demo. That's gimmick. cool. I'm proud of myself. So our second match, stunning Steve Austin and Rick Rude. Who are in the same faction, that right? That's true. We'll talk about here in one second. Okay, cool. Versus Van Hammer and Big Josh.
1: That sounds like they should already be a tag team, right? Van Hammer and Big John. Yeah, so we don't have to see him in singles matches? I could see that being a tag team. I mean, maybe it will might happen after this when they realize that Van Hammer
0: isn't getting over. So since the Clash of the Champions that we covered a couple weeks ago, Austin, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zbysko, and Arn Anderson had all joined the Dangerous Alliance. What
1: a uh, powerhouse team of incredible wrestlers.
0: And now do you know why I was, like, oh, yes, the Dangerous Alliance.
1: Yeah. I didn't know what that was, but, like, you – I like all of these
0: guys a lot. And Rick Rude. Yeah. And Paulie Dangerously. That's the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah. Like, does it – Like, is it – When you think of factions throughout uh, the history of wrestling, Four Horsemen's uh, first one, obviously.
1: Yeah, but, like, as far as, like, work – you're talking about, like, work rate and, like, ability. I'm just
0: talking about groups, just – Okay. Just overall, not – Work rate or anything like that just groups, just yeah. Overall. The Tully Arn, Ric Flair, and getting choked up. <laughs> I, I am I'm like it's emotional, man. Uh-huh. And even, I mean, if you want to include the Luger in the like best version of the horseman, which yeah. some people, some people do, some people will include Barry Windham instead, uh, whichever one you like, yeah. Better. Luger
1: just doesn't seem to fit in, but I understand why people would because Luger was new and hot at the time. and... He's
0: definitely got the best body out of anybody that's ever been in the four horsemen. Exactly, and then you look at the Dangerous Alliance: Rick Rude, Stunning Steve Austin, mm-hmm. Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco. Arn Anderson.
1: Because you got your your tag team, you got your like light heavyweight, you got your like star Rick Rude, and then you have Austin, who's like basically your uh, up, IC up guy, coming, like the up and yeah. coming. Like he's like it covers everything. It covers exactly. it's like all bases covered. Like Zabisco and Arn Anderson, I want to watch them tag all the time
0: with one of the best mouthpieces in the business. Oh yeah, and Paulie,
1: honestly, and like I mean, Austin's not obviously not. I we haven't really seen him talk to this at point. This, at this point, yeah, 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 and we like all know like Bobby Eaton isn't gonna isn't gonna talk, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like yeah, Arn's a straight shooter. Rick Rude has got all the charisma that Paulie needs. To exactly. just, like, to be as scummy as he is. Yeah. So, I'm excited.
0: So, Dangerous Alliance. Where's
1: my, where's my um, Survivor Series match that's Dangerous Alliance versus the York Foundation?
0: Is that what you want?
1: I mean, more than anything else on this show.
0: I mean, we might see the Dangerous Alliance <laughs> in, a, in a match together at some
1: point. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd imagine so.
0: So, the match gets going. Hammer and Austin lock up until Van Hammer hits a body slam steve retaliates with a kick to the gut and forearms across the back tosses hammer to the ropes where he ducks his head only to receive a kick from hammer but then austin comes back with a kick of his own and goes for a suplex to be reversed by van hammer into a vertical suplex of his own for a two count Van hammer is looking a little better the two show off some mat wrestling until a cavalcade of snapmares by stunning steve goes for an irish whip that is reversed Hammer charges into a shot to the gut and another snapmare for good measure. Rude is in to hit a clothesline, does some dancing, knee lift, eye rakes, another knee lift, the alliance with quick tags, Austin with a short arm clothesline, a gut wrench suplex, Rude with clubbing forearms across the back to wear him down and gets him into a headlock to keep him from tagging. But Van Hammer slowly makes his way to reach out to make the tag. We'll have a gut wrench. Big Josh jumps in the ring and hits a clothesline on Rude, a power slam. Does the log roll. Matt's favorite move. But Rick no-sells it because he has the abs of steel. Oh,
1: yeah. That's goofy, but that's the kind of goofy I can get behind.
0: So Josh follows up with multiple left hands to the abs that does nothing to Ravishing Rick. But Big Josh then hits multiple clotheslines to knock him down for a two count.
1: Gotta soften him up.
0: Austin jumps in, but Josh hits a clothesline on him, the double noggin knocker on the Alliance to send them to the outside to regroup. Heyman starts yelling into his phone as Big Josh with the arm drag takedown on Rude, but Rick is able to make a tag, so Josh just hits an arm drag into an arm lock on Stunning Steve as well. Austin escapes with an eye rake, starts running the ropes, goes for a crossbody, but Big Josh catches him and hits a rubber band slam, followed by a clothesline. For a two count. Nice little little interaction there. Hammer with the hammer (laughs) lock on Austin. (laughs) Boo. Josh continues to work on Steve's arm. Then Josh reverses an Irish whip, but ducks his head, allowing himself to be kicked. And Stunning Steve goes for a body slam, which Josh floats over and goes for an O'Connor roll. But he runs right into a clothesline from Rude. Ravishing Rick goes up to the top rope, coming off with a single sledge for a two count a double throat punch the alliance with more double teams choking Josh on the ropes until Austin hits a body guillotine for a two count snapmare by rude into a front face lock on big Josh he begins to power his way out so Paul E jumps on the apron to distract the ref to allow the alliance to take advantage with a double team stunning Steve with a back elbow throws Josh through the ropes to the outside where Ravishing Rick continues the assault by slamming his head into the guardrail before rolling him back in for a two-count. Again, Josh is placed into the front face lock, begins to power out, and escapes with multiple elbows to the gut, hits a power slam, and goes for an elbow drop. The Austin moves out of the way. Stunning Steve then drapes Big Josh across the ropes to choke him. Dangerously gets in on the action as Austin goes for another body guillotine but Josh moves in time, so Paul E. takes the blow. He had to at some point. Big Josh crawls across the ring to make the hot tag. Van Hammer in with right hands, power slam, back suplex, and a flying shoulder block on Steve. Goes for the cover, but Rude makes the save.
1: Van Hammer, like I said, he's looking a little better here. I agree. A little crisper, a little less sloppy.
0: All four men are in the ring as Josh hits Rick to the apron. Then the ref walks Big Josh back to his corner as Hammer tosses Austin to the ropes, where a blind tag is made before Van Hammer hits a back body drop. Rude then comes in from behind with a knee to the gut, hits the Rude Awakening for the pin, and and the win. win. So ravishing Rick Rude and stunning Steve Austin advance to the battle ball.
1: I mean, that's one of those things where I'm like, well... You were saying, like, maybe this is a shoot, but it's like, oh, Rick Root and Steve Austin, of course. Of course they're going to be.
0: That's... I'm saying the matchups were shoots. I'm not saying the outcomes were shoots.
1: Like, your, the, the name drawing? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess, but, like, what are the chances of them pulling Austin and Root? I guess, you know, we can do the math there. and <laughs> We can easily figure out the chances.
0: One in 36?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, what if it was... if. The interesting thing, kind of one of the interesting things would have been to do, like, Dustin Rhodes and uh, Austin on the team together.
0: Well, they did that a couple times where they had, like, rivals, on the as, same we'll, thing. as we'll see.
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, that I mean, maybe, that I think that it may have, it the drawing might not be a shoot, but the matches are all called in the ring, and that's a bad idea. Like, maybe they just told him when they got to the arena that day, and it's like, oh, well, that's not good.
0: That that might have been the truth. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to get that. Some guys to may it. just never worked with each other, and that might have been why. It's I mean, a lot of them have Yeah, disjointed and everything. We then go back up to Eric, Missy, and Magnum. They make their the drawings. Yeah, this
1: is really quick, and they don't really
0: add anything to the show. No, though.
1: not at all. It's like, oh yeah, Missy's nice to look at. Eric's a good looking guy. Magnum T A is good looking guy. Magnum T A I don't think he says a word like this whole show. He's just standing there. No, like Missy giggles and Eric Bischoff is Eric Bischoff.
0: And he announces the matches. Yeah. Like the third one.
1: Yeah. And he's like, the microphone is live to the crowd. You can hear it and everything. But it's just like, ooh, like, if this was WWF, then it would be like the wrestling classic.
0: Basically. They would have,
1: they would have beefed up the like drama of it all by having a celebrity there or somebody with a voice as good as Vince McMahon's or like a bracket.
0: Magnum TA's there.
1: Yeah. The, uh, The most charismatic man. Behind a microphone. And you could assume he's mute, <laughs>
0: like, at this point. So our third match, The Natural, Dustin Rhodes and Richard Morton versus The Cruncher, Larry Zabisco, and El Gigante with Medusa. Ah, it was nice to see
1: Medusa. I was excited for Medusa. That's cool. Is she with El? No, with, with Zabisco. Larry? Oh, she's part Dangerous of... they okay. The Cruncher is a bad nickname.
0: Well, it's because he crunched Wyndham's hand in the car
1: yeah that's it's still not very good
0: living legend is that one better
1: yeah it's like the t-shirt yeah much better the t uh, like the it's not like i uh, you don't wear a t-shirt that says like i broke
0: barry windham's hand. hand
1: yeah it's like it's not as good as like i broke wahoo's leg that's it's just not <laughs> yeah and they didn't call him like the leg breaker
0: Rhodes and Zabisco lock up to start us off but larry continues to stall by going to his corner to talk with el gigante Dustin's toss to the ropes, hits a shoulder block, but then the cruncher hits a hip toss, only for Rhodes to kick up into Larry's chin, followed by a side headlock. The two men start running the ropes until a knee to the gut by Rhodes and tags in Morton. So Zabisco tags in the giant, so Richard runs right back to his corner to tag Dustin back in. He was scared. I'd probably be scared of El Gigante <laughs> too.
1: He seems it's like he, seemed, he just has the face of a very nice guy.
0: Uh, not because I'm worried that he's bigger than me because he he's gonna know, he, he doesn't know he's how yeah he's
1: yeah he, he's, uh, yeah, he, he might injure career on accident
0: Rhodes ducks under Gigante Morton jumps in the ring only to be body slammed by the giant and then Dustin with a drop kick that doesn't phasing
1: Well see and maybe that's why they have like three guys that know what they're doing here with El, El Gigante It's like oh like no one's gonna accuse any of these three men uh, of not being able to work. Even, like, the young Rhodes is phenomenal for his age.
0: Larry's in the ring yelling words of encouragement when Rhodes goes for a drop toe hold on the giant, but still nothing is working.
1: I love how, like, Larry's just got that, he's, he's got, like, Joe Pesci energy. He's just, like, <laughs> yelling all the time, and he's just like, well, I almost said a bad word. He's always uh, real snippy.
0: Body slam by El Gigante on Dustin, tags the Cruncher in who continues the attack with another body slam and a swinging neckbreaker. Goes for the cover, but Morton makes the save. Zabisco goes for a body slam, but Rhodes cradles him for a near fall, but Larry is right back up with a spinning kick to regain control. The Cruncher's yelling at El Gigante to do something, Medusa starts yelling at him as well, and the Giant starts yelling back, while Larry continues to work over Dustin. Rhodes reverses an Irish whip follows in with a clothesline. Hits a hip toss and goes for the bulldog. But Zabisco tosses him off into the corner. Tags in El Gigante and continues to yell at him what to do. So the giant turns around, tells him to shut it, when Larry just slaps
1: him. <laughs> That's so cool. Also, the Larry pushing, uh, tossing, road, off the t- tossing off the bulldog looks really good and it's just cool. It's like, yeah, this is... It's Good stuff like that automatic. It's like just good tension, storytelling. That's all it's just really good. And there's not a lot of times I get to say that on this show,
0: not too many. El Gigante then picks up the Cruncher by the neck, bringing him into the ring, and tosses him into a double drop kick by Dustin and Morton. Rhodes then makes the cover for the pin and, and the win.
1: win. And at least, you know, a little quick, a little quick, a little painless. We get some, we get the, like, Larry kind of saves the match by letting it in so quickly.
0: Being a shit heel? Yeah.
1: You had to see, I couldn't say
0: it. That's your gimmick, not mine. <laughs> so post-match, Dustin and El Gigante hug. The Giant goes to shake Richard's hand, but he waves him off and heads to the back. So Morton's still being a heel. He'll, he'll gotta be heel.
1: He just needed the, he just needed the win.
0: Eric Missy and uh, Magnum... Again, drawing oh, yeah, names. yeah, they don't say a thing. But, but after the names are drawn, we see Zabisco walking into the heel locker room where he shoves Richard Morton.
1: Bum bum bum! Dissension in the ranks. I mean, York
0: Foundation, Dangerous Alliance.
1: Bum bum bum! I mean, I want to see that match. Zabisco you know Morton. He's going are heels. I don't, I don't care. Zabisco Morton. If they don't like each other and they're both heels, I want good old. I want good wrestling matches. And I think that there's no way that that's a bad one.
0: It might be a pretty good one. The 20-minute headlock match.
1: <laughs> Come on. The the, head, but the headlocks would mean something. Yeah. I mean, maybe not without a baby face, but maybe they'd mean something to me.
0: Who knows? So our fourth match, Bill Kazmaier and Jushin Thunder Liger versus Diamond Dallas Page and Mike Graham. Who's Mike Graham? We've seen him before. All the way back... At Starcade 1984. Oh my
1: god. Episode 2. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh man, like, Mike
0: Gra- what's Mike Graham doing here? They only had 39 people in the roster. Oh, and the Diamond Stud was hurt? Well, he's the 40th, and so they hired <laughs> someone else to help. And they were like, oh, we're still short a person.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen Kaz before. Is so the, this, our, this isn't our first U- Liger, but it's our, our first, first WCW time Liger.
0: We've DDP wrestle.
1: Yeah, that's true. We've seen him we've seen him drive a Cadillac, we've seen him manage manage it up.
0: But we've never seen him wrestle. No. We have seen Liger before on the super show, mm-hmm. which was episode fifty-five.
1: And Kaz as well recently.
0: Kaz has been on the last few shows. So. Yeah, yeah. Liger... He's, he's the strong man had won the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship.
1: Which is new at this point point in time, right? From
0: Brian Pillman. Yeah. Four days earlier. Where's that match? Why isn't on that on
1: why isn't that why isn't that Starcade?
0: That's a good point.
1: Come on. We all we've seen I haven't seen that particular match, but we've all seen the the first Nitro match. It's great. It's great. It's Liger and Pillman and it's great.
0: So the match gets going, we get a fireman's carry takeover into an arm bar by Graham on Liger, which is then flipped out of to be reversed but Mike escapes with a hip toss. Graham with the Irish whip charges in, but Jushin leaps up and hits a head-scissors takedown to send Mike to the floor.
1: Hits it. Mike doesn't really allow it.
0: Mike doesn't know how to sell Jushin Thunder Ligers. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: stuff. like, yeah, he, like, I don't know that he's no-selling it, or he just was, like, a fish out of water, but he's obviously resistant, and Liger is visibly upset, and uh, it's potentially the highlight of the show for me. <laughs>
0: Back in the ring, Liger tosses Graham to the ropes and goes for a handspring back elbow, but Mike just holds onto the ropes to avoid it. Kazmire's in. Graham tries for a standing side headlock, but Bill just uses his power to toss him off. DDP's in, asks for a test of strength, only to deliver a cheap shot to the gut. Goes for a body slam, but can't pick him up. So he starts running the ropes, ducks a clothesline, and comes back with a crossbody only for Kaz to reverse it into a body slam. I mean, he's the world's strongest man, right? Bill charges into DDP, but Paige sidesteps him, sending Kaz over the ropes. But he holds on, skins the cat to come back into the ring. I'll pop for that. Delivers a clothesline and a gut-wrench suplex for a two count.
1: Bill Kazmaier skinning the cat? Come on. That's cool.
0: After another body slam by Bill, he goes to the second rope for a falling headbutt. But DDP moves out of the way. Paige is stomping away, locks on a reverse chin lock, choking him on the ropes, delivers a running hot shot, which sends Kaz close enough to tag in Jushin. Knee lift, Russian <laughs> leg sweep by DDP, tosses Liger to the ropes, who comes back with a spitting heel kick. Graham jumps in only to be hit with an insiguri. Mike with a back body drop to send Jushin to the apron, who comes back with a shoulder block and a slingshot splash for the two count. Liger throws Graham into Kaz's knee. Bills then in and is taken down with a single leg takedown, but Kazmeyer just throws him off. You know, like he should. DDPs back in with right hands, only to be tossed to the ropes and hits with a clothesline. But Paige rakes the eyes, goes for a body slam, but Kaz is too heavy, so he lands on top of DDP for a two count. Liger tosses Graham to the ropes, takes him down with a drop-toe hold, and places him in the surfboard stretch. Uh,
1: It's surfboard with a T. Beyonce changed the way that we spell surfboard a few years ago.
0: Graham comes back by tossing Juice into the ropes, sliding underneath Liger and grabbing his legs to faceplant him, and then rolls on top for a Boston Crab. I've never seen this movie before, and I was kind of like, my Graham, who, like... Where did this move? Wait, from? what? What move? The Boston Crab? No, he's like slid oh, underneath yeah. mm-hmm. and grabbed his legs yes. as he's sliding to face planting, yeah. and then basically stands right up into the Boston Crab, which was just a—it was kind of a cool sequence.
1: It's uh, probably the greatest thing Bill Graham has done that we'll see. Yeah. Potentially, he's not going to one up it here.
0: I can guarantee that. Jushin then powers out of the Boston Crab to sit on top of Mike but is then reversed into a sit-out pen attempt by Graham, which is then reversed a couple more times between the two for more pin attempts. And
1: you know what makes this whole, like, exchange great? It's more, I got more enjoyment out of it because I didn't think that these guys were going to work well together after the beginning of the match where there was, like, this obvious, like, issue. And, and here I'm like, oh, like, they pulled it together really nicely. Like, this is good stuff. I would I'd want to see this in any match between anybody and I'd be happy
0: because literally after they stand up the two like show good sportsmanship towards each other like mm-hmm. but then they go right back into a side headlock takedown into a head scissors into a jackknife pin attempt but Graham bridges out and into a backside pin attempt for a two count. Maybe we were a little hard on Graham earlier I don't know DDP and Kaz are in where Paige hits an eye rake a back elbow. Only for Liger and Graham to come right back in.
1: Is, at this point in time, is DDP's like signature move the eye rake?
0: Uh, pretty much. <laughs> we get a test of strength when Jusen with a flipping heel kick continues with a number of brutal kicks and Kaz comes in with a body slam. DDP comes in with a knee lift, Graham with a front headlock only to be picked up so Bill can make it to his corner to tag Liger back in. Jushin with the Irish whip, but Mike reverses and charges in with a flying knee, but Liger sidesteps, and Graham goes over the ropes to the floor, and Jushin follows out with a somersault plancha.
1: And is this one of those shots where they just weren't quick enough to get it all?
0: Correct.
1: It's like, oh, you see him come off, but like, you don't see him come off of, it. you see him come into the frame, basically. You, you basically
0: just, you, the camera shot's just of Graham, and, and then, then all of a like, sudden Liger like, comes yeah, like, landing on top yeah, of him, and yeah. you're like.
1: Yeah. Oh. It's uh, like the art old RKO memes, basically. Yeah.
0: It's like out of nowhere. Back up on the apron, Liger brings Mike back into the ring with a vertical suplex. Follows with a backbreaker and a second rope moonsault, only for Paige to break up the count. Boo. All four men are in the ring. Kaz and Jushin Irish whip their opponents into each other. Build in military presses Liger. On to DDP.
1: Of course he does.
0: For the pin and, and the win. win.
1: We know Bill's not taking the loss. It'd be really silly for Liger to take the loss. And who is, who is DDP at the moment? Big fat nobody. And Mike Graham, you know, whatever. He's, he, more he, he, he had to be the worker
0: here because <laughs> exactly. uh, DDP's not. So Bill Kazmaier and Jushin Thunder Liger move on mm-hmm. to the Battle Bowl. We then get an ad for Super Brawl 2. Even more brawly. <laughs> that should be their tactic. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I'm what not sure is. what it is. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, we cover that, I think, in three weeks. Okay. So we're headed off to our fifth match Lex Luger and Arn Anderson with Harley Race versus Terrence Taylor and the Z Man.
1: I mean, come on. I like all that.
0: Those are four names of guys who can work. Those are, I like all these guys. We're a half names of guys who can work. You throwing a little bit of shade? On the champion?
1: Yes. yes <sighs> Come on. I normally wouldn't stand up for Lex, but Lex has been trying hard.
0: His last few matches have He's not been trying been hard, but, like,
1: it. I mean, what is... Look what he's being asked to do. He, sh- he should have been booked like a monster, and they screwed that up a long time ago, and now he's trying to learn how to work. I say he gets a bit
0: of a pass, but... No pass from me. All right, all right. No soup for Lex. Anderson and Z-Man look to start, but Double A immediately knocks Taylor off the apron and before he and Zink lock up, only to be tossed to the ropes where he bells out to the floor, where Terrence is waiting for him to give a right hand and tossing back in the ring to be ping pong punched before an insiguri by Z-Man and goes for a cover that's broken up by Luger. All four men are in the ring, but Lex and Arn escape to the outside to regroup. You know, like a couple of heels. Once back in the ring, Luger starts running the ropes, hits a leapfrog, hip toss, and a drop kick by Zink before an arm drag into an arm lock. Taylor's in to continue the arm work until Lex tosses Terrence to the ropes where he ducks a clothesline but is then military press slammed on his way back. Jawbreaker by Taylor followed by a snapmare, a neck snap, swinging neckbreaker, for a two count before going back to work on the arm, which Luger escapes with a back elbow to send Terrence to the apron. Taylor comes back in with a shoulder block and a sunset flip attempt, but Lex stays up and punches down for a moment. But Terrence keeps trying to pull him over, and when he finally does, Luger is able to make a blind tag.
1: That's a that's good stuff too. Lastly there's like a little bit of some storytelling. It's hard to tell stories in these weird tag matches.
0: Anderson comes in with multiple knee drops, eye rakes across the ropes, Irish whip that's reversed by Taylor, but charges into a back elbow from double A. Arne looks to hit a snapmare, but Terrence reverses it into a backslide pin and then a clothesline. Taylor then goes for an Irish whip, but is reversed by Anderson, who charges into a back elbow, and Terrence follows in by hitting a pump splash. Z-Man flies in with a crossbody for a two-count. Mounted punches in the corner. Double A attempts an atomic drop, which is blocked. And Zinc begins to run the ropes, only to be tripped up by Harley from the outside, allowing Arn to hit a DDT, make the cover, but Taylor breaks it up.
1: The DDT is sold. So, well...
0: Because it's Tom Zinc. I
1: am... We're, I've been, we're I, marks I, for Tom Zinc. We are. It's been... He's just, it's only been getting better, and I just get more excited every time. I want to see Liger defend the heavy, light heavyweight against Zinc. Is Zinc light heavyweight? I mean, he's pretty big. I would say yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's still probably got like 60 pounds on Liger, but I
0: don't know. Liger is uh, short and thick. Z-Man's head is slammed into Lex's knee. Luger with a vertical suplex, knee lifts, slams Zink's head into Double A's boot. Anderson tosses Z-Man to the ropes, but ducks his head, allowing Zinc to faceplant Arn, allowing Z-Man to crawl to his quarter, which Lex prevents by running in and kicking Zinc. Power slam by Luger, double A with an Irish whip, but charges into a knee, a big boot, so Z-Man comes off the second rope with a double axe handle, only for Anderson to catch him on the way down, in the gut. Arn then goes to the second rope, goes for an elbow drop, but Zink gets a boot up into the chin, allowing him to crawl to his corner for the hot tag. tag. Taylor in with punches, forearm to Lex, punches to double A, an atomic drop on Luger, sending him into Anderson in a small package for a near fall.
1: Nice little hot tag that doesn't involve a clothesline. Pretty rare sometimes.
0: That is true. (laughs) A little little variation. Running crossbody on Lex and starts running the ropes again. And Luger looks for a hip toss, but Terrence reverses it into a backslide pin for a two-count.
1: God bless you, Terry Taylor.
0: Thumb to the eye, and Lex tosses Taylor to the ropes, but ducks his head, allowing Terrence to hit a gut-wrench sit-out powerbomb. Hmm,
1: I like all of that.
0: Only for Arn to make the save. All four men are in the ring. Luger and Anderson look for a double vertical suplex on Taylor, but Zink hits a roundhouse kick to take Arn out of the equation. Terrence Cradles Lex for the pin, and the uh, no nah. Luger kicks out.
1: You think Terry Taylor is gonna pin Lex Luger?
0: Small cradle, baby.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on. We got a we got a we got a brawl to get to. You cannot have the champion in it.
0: So Taylor starts running the ropes for the five arm, but double A with a knee to the back allows Luger to hit the attitude adjustment pile driver for the pin, and, and the, the win.
1: win. And the attitude adjustments. Pretty new at this point, right?
0: we have seen to, it two or three times. Yeah,
1: now. but yeah, it's like, well, we know how this works. There's no okay. way that Lex is not going to the end of this. Uh, and the bummer of all that is that Terry and Z-Man aren't, because you know, Z-Man and Terry I mean, can, can go like Z-Man can go in there and bump Luter's like crazy the champion.
0: So we yeah. know he's going to the yeah exactly. I
1: and mean, some people don't ha- like aren't going to make it, but you know, just sacrifice your. I mean, they already sacrificed Van Hammer and big josh but there's who cares uh, about them uh, yeah exactly like i guess when you only have 40 guys and most of your roster are good workers in like poorly planned shows yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of the deal because there's just like so much talent
0: so lex luger and arn anderson move on to the battle bowl jr and tony then go over the 10 men that have already qualified for the battle bowl we won't do it no we'll say we'll, we'll the get end. there yeah and we headed off to our sixth match.
1: Yep. Which was pulled out of a tumbler by Missy and Magnum. Exactly. And Eric is going to let us know who they are and who is in this match, Mr. Bischoff.
0: Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat. And Todd Champion versus Cactus Jack. All right. And Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Who? State Patrol. We've seen him before. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Start state 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 Patrol. I mean, uh, it's been a minute. It was, it like, it was a couple of shows ago, but they're not. Remember, like. Is Todd Champion? Todd Champion is not Firebreaker Chip. That's somebody Correct. else. That's his that's tag his partner. That's his tag team partner in oh, the man. Patriots. These guys are like big dudes. They look like American Gladiators, but Firebreaker Chip might be like one of the worst wrestling names ever. And Todd Champion is silly for a guy that's never going to be a champion. Very true.
0: The last time we saw the State Patrol, it's like a.k.a. Two shows ago. Sergeant. Buddy, Buddy Lee, Lee Parker. Parker was Wrestle War 1991, which shows, was episode couple, 53. A couple shows ago, right? I mean, at least 10 episodes ago. Oh, really? Dang. Yeah. You're just zipping along, I guess. So after the names are announced, Abdullah the Butcher is in the back, and he's mad that he wasn't picked as Jack's partner. I had a life mate. So he attacks Parker, running him into lockers, hitting with chairs... Hitting him with a broom, because you know it's he's he's got Abby's gonna be Abby exactly. The butcher then makes his way out to the ring, but the officials stopping on the rampway.
1: How many officials does it take to hold back all five hundred pounds of uh, Abdul the butcher?
0: Was there at least four? <laughs> there there should have been. We see Parker crawling on the stage. Oh, he, like, this is so bad. And as the officials are getting Abdullah back, Abdullah starts hitting him again, but with his voodoo stick across his head. So, Parker is, like, laid out on the stage.
1: Yeah, but he's, like, army crawling, attempting to army crawl to the ring, and it is corny.
0: But while all this is happening, the match has already started. Yeah. And in the ring, we see Cactus Jack's been tossed out of the ring by Steamboat into the guardrail. Jack makes his way back in, him and Dragon go back and forth with chops and punches until a clothesline by Cactus Jack. Steamboat retaliates with chops, but Jack tosses Ricky over the ropes, which the Dragon holds on and skins the cat. Cactus Jack then goes for a clothesline, which Steamboat backbody drops him out to the floor. Ricky, with the tope suicido, slams Jack's head multiple times into the guardrail. Once back in the ring, the dragon is tossed into the ropes and ducks a clothesline, slides under Jack and delivers a super kick and an insiguri. Yeah,
1: well the lone Jack is uh
0: taking a bit of a beating. I mean he's the only person on his team. He's gonna, he's have, gonna... To, have to take some of the <laughs> some of the pain. Champion comes in with a second rope double axe handle, but Cactus Jack retaliates with a headbutt, only for Todd to hit a body slam and a leg drop and continues the attack with the reverse chin lock. <gasps> the dreaded reverse chin lock. We see Sarge, he's still crawling to the ring. Mm. He's finally made it to the first ring because they they keep it's very each com- match it's, it's keeps very switching yeah. back and forth between the first and second yeah, ring. for the
1: crowd so they, you know, exactly. if you have bought front row, like you still get to be front row for at least half the matches.
0: Yeah. And this match is happening in the far ring. So Sarge has made it to the see, first ring. That another p- another
1: point where this was planned.
0: Ten minutes into that first match, I was kind of like, I, "Yeah, oh no, my no." God, I understood be, it too, but like later really in the bad.
1: show, because you talked to me about it. Before, but, but as it kept going, I was like, like, "Yeah, okay, it maybe is planned." Some just of poorly. this was poorly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Elbow helps Jack escape, only to be placed in a bear hug by Champion. But a rake of the eyes frees him, and then tosses Todd to the floor, followed out with a second rope elbow drop. Bang bang! bang. bang. Cactus Jack continues by slamming Champion's head into the guardrail. Rolls him back in, snapmare and locks on a chin lock of his own. Hits a forearm across the back and goes to run the ropes, but Todd hits a power slam, goes for another leg drop, but Jack moves.
1: One funny thing about this is I don't know if it's Jack has a hole in his pants, like where his butt is, and he obviously wears these for like a couple more shows and it just adds to the narrative of the how frugal McFoley is and I thought that was really fun. <laughs> because he's wearing leggings like yeah. he's he's we all know he just has been wearing like leggings the whole time he's not even really i mean it's probably a little better than that but like he's i, I just got a kick out of there's a hole in his butt <laughs> there's a second hole in his butt
0: cactus jack heads up to the top rope coming off with a double axe handle but a shot to the gut by todd has him back in control goes to toss jack but they bump heads and Cactus Jacks falls back into the corner where Sergeant Parker has made his way back
1: to. And he's doing just like it's like bad, like B movie horror crawl away. Like he just like
0: gets the rope. Sarge is then hip tossed into the ring by Jack, while <laughs> Champion makes the tag to Steamboat. <laughs> sure. Chops, power slam, flying crossbody by the Dragon for the pin.
1: And And the win. win. So Steamboat and Champion move on. I hate that this was the match that Steamboat was in. What a waste of a big boat. I agree. I do like that Abby's pants say, uh, A, Butcher. It's kind of funny.
0: So we're ready for our seventh match.
1: And even Tony Schiavone says, What an unusual match this was. And uh, I was like, Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it, Tony. <laughs> you summed that one up.
0: So, our seventh match is Sting and Abdullah the Butcher. A Butcher. Versus flying Brian Pillman and beautiful Bobby Eaton.
1: One of these things is not like the other. One of these things is a Butcher.
0: <laughs> the best part of this entire match <laughs> is actually when they announce Abdullah as Sting's partner. The cameras in the face locker room, mm-hmm. and you see Johnny Be Bad. He like literally turns and looks at the camera with his, and he does his uh, little Richard face. Oh yeah! The... Ooh. <laughs> it was just like his reaction. It was just the priceless. It's a
1: shame that Mark Marrow just couldn't always be Johnny Be Bad his whole career, because like his, yeah, he he wears that makeup better than almost as almost as good or better than Little Richard does. Who I believe, didn't Little Richard just pass away? Yes. Okay, well, RIP to a real one. Exactly. And uh, moving on to this
0: match. So everybody's coming out to the ring when Abby attacks Sting with his voodoo stick before they even reach the ring.
1: Yeah, because he's a crazy man.
0: And then Pillman comes running out of the locker room, attacks the Butcher, Yeah. and then Eaton joins in by attacking Pillman. So fun. So everyone's just, it's just wild. They're attacking each other. It's Might great. as well be. So all four men are brawling on the rampway. Abby tosses Flying Brian off into the guardrail, while beautiful Bobby tosses Sting into the ring. Eaton starts working on Stinger's knee, goes to clothesline him, but a back body drop sends Bobby to the rampway, where Sting follows out with a plancha and a standing dropkick.
1: Ooh, and there's a nice pop, deservedly.
0: Once back in the ring, an eye rake by Eaton, but the stinger reverses to start working on Bobby's arm until Abby comes in to hit Sting, which allows Eaton to lock on the reverse chin lock. So partners are coming in and breaking up their partner's own moves. Mm, it's,
1: it's wild out here in s- um, Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the stinger is knocked out to the apron, but beautiful Bobby brings him back in with a slingshot, takes him to be punched and choked by the butcher. So Pillman jumps in to dropkick Abby to release Sting. The Stingers back out on the apron, but this time he slingshots Eaton out to the floor, where they brawl on the floor with Sting running beautiful Bobby's head into the ring post. Inside the ring, which we're not shown, Flying Brian body slams Abdullah, goes to the top rope, and hits a splash on the butcher. I
1: can't believe that we don't see this. I know. I was like, he body slammed Abdullah Butcher. I have to see that.
0: I, I thought this it. I'm just like, how do you miss that shot? Poorly planned show. lack of
1: money. Bad director. I don't know. But, like, if Pillman's going to do that to himself, we need video confirmation.
0: <laughs> right. Sting and Eaton are back in the ring, still brawling. Bobby goes for a tag, but Pillman just backs away. So Eaton goes to the other corner and tags in Abby. But the ref doesn't allow it because they're not tag team. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I mean you know, big ups for, uh, some, for yeah for 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 like you know some logic.
0: Beautiful Bobby then locks on an AB stretch, only for the Stinger to reverse to go for a Tombstone Piledriver, but Eaton blocks it. Abdullah and Flying and Brian both come into the ring while Sting hits a back body drop on Bobby. As the ref starts to remove Pillman from the ring, the Butcher grabs hold of the Stinger when Cactus Jack comes into the ring with a kendo stick Boo. Jack goes to hit Sting but he moves, so Abby takes the blow <sighs> Stinger then drop kicks Cactus Jack out of the ring climbs to the top rope coming off with a flying crossbody onto Eaton for the pin and, and the win
1: and if you're crazy if you think that Stinger wasn't making it also what a shame Brian Pillman and Bobby Eaton I know. What a shame. I'm thinking, like, right now, Sting doesn't have a title, right? Correct. So, when you have a top guy that's, like, hanging out in, like, the upper mid-tier, put him and Brian Pillman on a team together and let them have amazing tag matches forever until you decide to push Sting. Until you decide to to push Sting to the heavyweight and Pillman to the, like, light heavyweight. Put them together. Because there's so many...
0: Pillman is in the light heavyweight. He just lost the belt four days earlier.
1: I know, and Sting doesn't have a belt, so put them together until you push them again, like in those separate I single signs. being
0: pushed right now.
1: I want to see them as a tag team, is all I'm saying. I want it. I want to see him fight the Freebirds. I guess I can't see him fight the Rock and Roll Express at the moment, or Midnight well, free Express.
0: Freebirds are faces too, so you're not going to see him face them. But, Best you're going to get is probably the Enforcers. But what about Sting and Pillman? What about like,
1: the, the, the Southern Boys? I'd like to see that. Uh, that, that
0: I want to see. I just, like,
1: I'm, I feel like there's just such a poor allocation of talent.
0: I agree.
1: And I want, I want what I want. And so, it turns out I'm probably never going to get it.
0: So Sting and Abdullah the Butcher advance to the Battle Bowl. Yeah. But post-match, Cactus Jack and Abby brawl their way to the back with yeah. security trying to break them up. Mm, but It's kind of whatever. it doesn't really happen. But then we're headed to our eighth match. Rick Steiner and the Night Stalker versus Big Van Vader and Mr. Hughes.
1: Like the Night Stalker, like the East Area... I don't really want to say that word. (laughs) Then it's... Yeah, he's a serial killer and... Sexual predator that went unchecked for years. You know, Pat Oswald's wife wrote the book about the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, night Soccer was one of his many um, like nicknames over the years.
0: I don't think it's the same person.
1: Well, yeah, that story is really upsetting, and uh, sorry I brought it up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Trigger warning if you look
0: into it, because uh, it kept me up at night. So, Diamond Stud was actually originally drawn as Steiner's partner, but due to injury, Night Stalker took his place. And if you're wondering who Night Stalker is...
1: I am wondering, uh, and I watched this show.
0: He's uh, Brian Clark, better known as either Adam Bomb in WWF mm. or uh, Wraith later on in his career back in WCW.
1: Wraith is such a bad wrestling name. Uh,
0: it was when they were was doing like part Mortal of... Kombat type uh, thing okay. with Glacier and uh, Wraith. Okay. And,
1: Wraith and... sounds like a Killer Instinct character... I mean, yeah, I remember uh, getting Mortal Kombat for Super Nintendo and realizing that there's no blood code. What a bummer. JR tells us that
0: Vader and Hughes have been tagging together already, so they probably will have some chemistry. And then the ref tells the stud that he has to head back to the locker room. No manager's license for diamond stud. Yeah. So Steiner and Vader lock up, and until some clubbing fists and a short arm clothesline followed by an avalanche splash put Vader in control. More clubbing blows, Irish whips Rick to the corner, and Vader charges in, only for Steiner to charge out with a Steiner line, followed by an overhead belly-to-belly suplex, and Mm -hmm. another Steiner line to send Vader to the floor.
1: I love it. I want belly-to-bellies, and belly-to-backs, and Steiner lines, and just all of those three things on
0: repeat. Rick then leaps from the apron onto Vader, continuing the attack out on the floor, until the big man hits a clothesline, ramming Steiner's back into the ring post. Boom. Vader rolls Rick back into the ring, but then grabs Steiner after he's on the apron, looking to hit a suplex to the floor. But Rick reverses to bring Vader back into the ring, but it takes a lot out of Steiner, so Vader is up first to regain control. Hughes in with a body slam, jumping elbow drop for a two count. A back body drop by Rick after reversing an Irish whip, but Hughes is back up with knees to the gut, choking Steiner on the ropes.
1: I feel bad for anybody that has to wrestle in gear like Hughes or like Big Boss Man. It's like, what are you, what? Like, that's, that sucks to wear that. Like, just, I don't know. I could see coming out in it and you like pull it off and you have like your King Kong Bundy underneath you.
0: I mean, are you, if you're a big man like that though, are you going to want to be wrestling in a singlet? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Think this is probably We've seen Big
1: Cat in a singlet. It was fine. I mean, yeah. I mean Mr. Hughes' is big cat. He yeah. wasn't wearing a wasn't wearing suspenders. I don't remember. But he's also, you know,
0: not very memorable. No. Hughes with the Irish whip charges in, but Rick sidesteps him and grabs him for a released German suplex, making the cover for mm. a two count.
1: I just wanna stay in Suplex City.
0: Steiner tosses Hughes to the ropes where the two collide into each other for a double KO. Bum, bum, bum. Rick makes it over to his corner where the Night Stalker tags himself in, comes off the top rope with a flying clothesline that knocks Mr. Hughes back to his own corner where Vader tags him.
1: I don't even remember what Night Stalker looks like. A big, tall, dark-haired dude. He's not wearing, like, a mask or anything. That's how forgettable he is. I
0: don't remember him wearing a mask.
1: I don't remember. Like, I just was like, I don't... I don't, I watched this match.
0: I mean, he's literally in this ring for like two seconds, so. While Vader's getting into the ring, Mr. Hughes charges out of the corner with the clothesline that the Night Stalker ducks, runs right into Steiner, who body slams him right into the turnbuckle.
1: Take that, big cat.
0: The Night Stalker, still not realizing that Vader has tagged in his clothesline, while Rick is up on the top rope, coming off with a bulldog <laughs> onto <laughs> Hughes. Vader with another clothesline and then a splash on the Night Stalker while Steiner covers Mr. Hughes for the pin and And the the win. win.
1: Quick and painless.
0: Rick thinks he has won but Vader was the legal man so Big Van Vader and Mr. Hughes are moving on to the Battle Bowl. Poor Ricky.
1: I mean, that's what happens when old D-stud gets hurt and you have to party with the Night Stalker.
0: I think we're gonna let have Bader or not in the battle bowl.
1: Yeah, I mean... And Mr. Hughes, you can have somebody slam him in the battle bowl
0: and you get a good visual. Exactly. We get another ad for Super Brawl 2 before we head off to our ninth match. Scott Steiner and Firebreaker Chip. Everybody's a little Firebreaker. Chip. Versus Johnny B.
1: Bad and Arachnaman. Arachnaman, Arachnaman. He does stuff that a spider can so we have seen Arachnoman before. It's, uh, well, let <laughs> me censor myself.
0: Really lame. But as different characters. Mm-hmm. He's been Fantasia Oh the bird. Bad Street. Oh. And as himself. Because if it
1: was Fantasia and then they switched to Bad Street. Because of the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They
0: didn't want to get sued. But he was also... They could have just
1: kept, kept him a bird and gave it a different name. But that costume probably stunk to wear. <laughs>
0: probably. And he's also shown up as himself. Brad Armstrong.
1: He's an Armstrong. He's an one Armstrong. of the one of the uh, Armstrong clan. Clan. Yeah.
0: This, I think, will be the only time we will see the Arachna Man gimmick mm-hmm. because they were worried they were going to get sued by Marvel Comics as well.
1: Because it's happened before, or they got Disneyed before.
0: That's the reason why they changed Fantasia. Yeah, yeah. Because they were worried about getting sued by Disney. Oh. So they just keep coming up with gimmicks that they're worried that they're going to get sued off of because. You know, you should think these things through.
1: Yeah, the uh, Arachneman. I didn't realize this until we were talking earlier uh, off mic, but his costume is purple, but he looks like Baron Zemo from like Marvel comics, not like from the <laughs> movies, but like the purple like outfit. If you ever read basically any Captain America, that's kind of neat. Arachneman.
0: This match gets going with Bad tossing chip to the ropes. Johnny with multiple leap frogs, but Firebreaker hits multiple hip tosses. Johnny with some left hands, a back elbow, an elbow drop, goes back to his boxing background with more punches before Irish whipping Chip to the corner where he leaps up and jumps off with a crossbody onto bad for a two count. Firebreaker with an arm drag on the rack of man, another by Steiner into an arm lock. Armstrong tosses Scott to the ropes and leapfrogs him once, but on the second try, Steiner catches him and power slams him. Switch what you get. Steiner follows with a back body drop and a clothesline to send Arachna Man to the floor. Bag comes in, taking Scott down with a right fist, but Steiner retaliates with a kick to the gut before tossing Johnny to the ropes. Bad leapfrogs a ducking Scott and turns and hits another hard right hand, so Steiner grabs him for a double leg takedown. Scott hits a running power slam into the turnbuckle, followed by a pump handle slam. Yeehaw. Chip comes in with a snapmare into a reverse chin lock, followed by some counters between Firebreaker and Johnny into arm locks by each.
1: I kinda like Firebreaker does a pretty good job of selling in this match. Yeah. Which was like was like there was a gut shot that was real fun that he sold. Like, you know, gonna try to give some accolades to to Chip or Todd when I can.
0: If someone does something good, you, yeah. you gotta
1: say nice mm-hmm. things. And sometimes when it's, you know, somebody that you don't have a lot of uh, hope or interest in,
0: it stands out a little more. Arachna Man continues the arm lock until Chip with an arm drag gets them close enough for Steiner to tag back in. Scott with a snap on Armstrong, a clubbing forearm, Steiner line, Tiger, tiger driver, driver, all on Johnny B. Bad. Firebreaker drags Johnny to the middle of the ring, but the ref makes a count, so he releases him. Allowing Bad to make a tag. JR didn't understand this strategy, and neither did I. <laughs> Arachnoman then slams Chip's head into the turnbuckle, but Firebreaker reverses it. Irish whipping Armstrong to the opposite corner and charges in with a flying knee that Arachnaman ducks, sending Chip over the ropes to the apron. Firebreaker then with a shoulder block slides under the ropes and legs of Arachnoman. To pull him into a sit-out pin attempt for a two-count. Very cool. Armstrong with a knee lift, a side headlock, drop kick, goes for a second one, but Chip catches him and turns him over into a Boston crab. Arachne man powers out to be on top of Firebreaker's shoulders, which is then reversed into a sit-out pin attempt, again for a two-count. Also, kind of cool. Bad's in with right hands, a snapmare, reverse chin lock to continue to wear down Chip. Arachnoman tosses Firebreaker to the ropes, and both men are crisscrossing the ropes when Chip makes a blind tag to Steiner. It's
1: getting a little sloppy here.
0: Scott's in with a Steiner line and a tilt-a-whirl slam on arachnoman. Body slam on Johnny, tosses Armstrong to the ropes, but ducks his head, allowing himself to be kicked all while Firebreaker is hitting mounted punches on bad. Arachnaman goes to the top rope and jumps off, but is caught by Steiner, who then hits an overhead <laughs> belly-to-belly suplex for, for the, the pin, pin and the win. win.
1: I'll give, give it up a little bit to, uh, you know, Chip and Arachnaman for doing their due diligence to make this a match.
0: I agree. This definitely is one of the better matches of the show.
1: Yeah, it is. I think...
0: Because you actually had four guys that could actually work.
1: Say it here. I'm pretty sure that the Lex Arn tag match is the best I, I tag probably match. probably agree that Yeah, that it's game. like that's the one that I, like, cared was the most... I got the most out of that one. Most out of it.
0: Yeah. So we're off to our 10th match. Ron Simmons and Thomas Rich versus Steve Armstrong and the Rap Master, PN,
1: PN News. News. This is a weird one for the last, like, the whole show's weird. What am I even saying? <laughs> Why would I even say this is a weird one? They're all weird.
0: So Rich and Simmons can't agree who will start if Thomas finally gives in to let Ron go.
1: The cameraman falls during, I believe, Ron Simmons' uh, entrance, and it's kind of funny. Like the camera just like falls down for a second. You can see him kinda of look <laughs> over, make sure he's kinda of alright, but it can't you know sell it.
0: Armstrong's taunting the crowd with his back turned, so Simmons comes from behind and tosses him with a military press. He then tosses Steve to the ropes, ducks his head, allowing himself to be clubbed across the back. Ron is then tossed to the ropes and ducks a clothesline and comes back with a flying shoulder block, starts working the arm, and tags in rich to continue the attack who goes for an Irish whip, but is reversed by Armstrong and charges in with a knee. Steve then has an Irish whip reversed, bounces out of the corner, only to be given a back body drop by Thomas. Rich goes for an elbow drop, but Armstrong moves and grabs hold of Thomas as he tags in PN News. But News just tells him he doesn't want the cheap shot. You know, because he's a good guy. Yeah, you know, he's, he's PN News. He's, he's there. Rich goes for a body slam, but can't pick News up, so PN reverses it into a body slam of his own.
1: Remember when Steve Austin got that good match out of PN? That was cool.
0: Thomas comes back with a side headlock, but News just tosses him off as the crowd starts to chant. We we want Ron. We We want Ron. Ron. It's my kind of crowd. Rich obliges, (laughs) so we see Simmons and News give each other high fives before several lockups with no one getting an advantage. Until P.N. with a cheap shot, an Irish whip, and charges in with an avalanche splash.
1: So now P.N.'s
0: ready to do the cheap shot. Exactly. <laughs> Goes for a second one, but Ron hits him with a back elbow, followed by a bulldog for a two count. Shoulder block by Simmons, clothesline and a crossbody by News, very back and forth between the two. Riches in to start choking Armstrong with a tape from around the wrist, Irish whip and charges into a big boot from Steve, followed by him using the tape to choke Thomas. It's getting dirty in here. Armstrong hits a tape-aided clothesline. (laughs) So Rich runs to tag in Ron. Steve then hits Simmons from behind, runs him into the turnbuckle, but Ron reverses an Irish whip and clobbers Armstrong with a clothesline for a two count. Rich is in with a back suplex, comes off the second rope with a falling fist, a knee drop, goes for an Irish whip, but charges into a big boot by Steve. News with a flying clothesline on Thomas, Armstrong with a splash in the corner, and goes for a second one, but Rich moves, causing Steve to hit head first on the turnbuckle. Thomas tries for an elbow drop, but Armstrong moves and makes the tag. So he and News then stop Rich from making a tag with some double-team action, followed by a PN body slam, and Steve goes for a splash but Thomas gets his knees up. Rich is crawling to the wrong corner, so when he makes it to his feet, he decides to start brawling with Armstrong, only for Steve to regain control by choking Thomas with his boot. Armstrong hits the swinging neckbreaker, locks on a modified surfboard, but Rich escapes with a jawbreaker. Again starts to make his way to his corner, but Steve with a kick puts Thomas back on the mat. Armstrong has Rich in the corner, but a kick to the gut, and Thomas crawls between Steve's legs to make it to his corner for the hot hot tag. tag. Simmons in with a power slam on Armstrong, body slam on News, spine Spine buster buster on Steve for the pin,
1: and the the win. win. Oh, I'm sorry. This show is more fun to talk about, and I'm still yawning. (laughs) I'm having more fun talking about it with you or even having you basically read it to me, than I did watching it, because I was like, "Oh man, like my gimmick for this isn't gonna be not to curse, because that's what I'm gonna want to do." And I'm like, it just instead of being upsetting, it just feels more banal and benign.
0: It's just like, ugh. Mm. so Ron Simmons and Thomas Rich advance to the Battle Bowl. I mean, you know. Ronnie didn't make it then I would have just turned the show off. I do have one sad piece of news. It's PN News' last pay-per-view appearance. What? Really? really? I feel like he's like kind of over. What happened? Heart attack? I have no clue. He just went off to the independents he... and never showed up anywhere again. Really? To start a rap career? He may have. He was the rap master. <laughs> uh,
1: he, I think well there was one show he did a rap. It was very bad. Master of
0: nothing. Yo, baby. Yo, Yo baby. baby. Oh, that's all he said? No. Oh. (laughs) Good on you, man. So our 11th match, the Battle Bowl, Battle Royal. Take a deep breath. With Marcus Alexander Bagwell, (sighs) Jimmy Jam Garvin, Stunning Steve Austin, Ravishing ravishing Rick Rude, The The Natural, Natural. Dustin Rhodes, Richard Richard Morton, Morton, Bill Kazmaier, Jushin Thunder Liger, Lex Luger, Arn Anderson, Ricky the, the Dragon. Dragon Steamboat, Todd Champion Stang. Stang, Abdullah the Butcher, A Butcher, Big Van Vader, Mr. Hughes, A Cat, Scott Steiner, Firebreaker Chip, Ron Simmons and Thomas Rich with Harley Race and Polly Dangerously at ringside.
1: That's a lot and just just looking at this so much talent here and still so much left on the like in the, in the back so many so much left so many people left in the just in the back to not be in here so Mr. Hughes can get slammed by somebody I'd imagine.
0: So as we mentioned at the beginning the rules of the match everyone starts in ring one they have to be tossed from ring one over the ropes to ring, ring two. two. This is what the rules are said. Mm-hmm. That's this is what they say.
1: Yeah. Are the yeah. Rules. I'm sure you're gonna point out all the all the cracks in the egg, the fragile egg that is this show.
0: Once you're in the second ring, you then have to be thrown over the top rope to the floor to be eliminated from ring two. Mm-hmm. It's a double uh, a double elimination Battle Royals. Battle Royal, yeah. So whoever wins ring one will get to rest while ring two is still going on. And then the winner of ring two and the winner of ring one will meet in a fight to their death.
1: In both rings or one ring?
0: Or until one is thrown over the ropes. Oh, okay. So one. it's
1: still over-the-rope thing. It doesn't turn into a regular match after yeah. that? Okay. Cool. Well, you know, I mean, that's a little bit better than what was the show that had, like, nine rules. They didn't even get a clean ten. War Games. Oh, gosh. Yeah. At least War Games is one of those things. Three
0: pages of rules. With
1: War or the the cage, the tower cage thing. Yeah, the tower. Like War Games is better than the tower cage for sure. But with War Games, at least it's like okay, well you have some faces and some heels, and you're probably going to see a couple good spots. And you know you're going to get only the best. Whereas here, that's obviously not true. You heard Matt name all of these men. There's 20 men. They're not all the best. No. The like half of them are the ones that you don't want to be here.
0: Can we just throw sixteen of these guys out of the ring right now and just get the four that we want? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, bring me. I want my Pillman and my Z-Man back. Oh, well, my they Ricky. Were, they were
0: part of the four that were part of the sixteen I was going to throw out.
1: No, oh, we want to bring them in. <laughs> and neither is Rick. Anyway, so let's a get melee to it. Mm-hmm. breaks
0: out as the bell rings.
1: Like you know, it should.
0: Vader with a double choke hold of Sting. Steamboat and Anderson have made their way out to the ramp. Where Arn hits a body slam, but Ricky retaliates with an atomic drop, followed by a top rope chop back into the ring. Vader and Hughes take Kazmire over the top rope to the ramp. But to be eliminated from the first ring, remember, you have to throw them over into the other ring. So Bill is still in the match. So you can go out to the floor. You can go out to the floor wild. from the first ring. That's wild. So, the strategy would be just never go near the second ring, right? I mean, yeah, you could just hole up in one of the corners on the other side. Exactly. Scott Steiner then slams Luger's head into the turnbuckle. Double A and Sting are fighting each other. Vader starts clubbing Steamboat and body slams him on the rampway. Goes for a splash, but Ricky moves in time. Thank God. Champions choking Rich. Simmons is working over Mr. Hughes. Vader military presses the dragon over the top rope to the rampway. Mm. Follows out with an elbow drop before throwing him back into the ring. Old dragon just bumping for big VAD. Arn and Dustin Rhodes brawling on the outside of the ring on the floor. After getting back in the ring, the natural goes up to the top rope. But the rope is hit and he crotches himself. Oh no. Thomas Rich is then back body dropped into the second ring champion steve boat gives multiple chops to anderson bagwell's working on rude sting and luger brawling which finally brings the crowd to life mm, yes it's a start richard morton then throws bagwell over the ropes to the second ring where rich grabs hold of him to hit a vertical suplex vader hits an atomic drop on the stinger firebreaker chip is military pressed into the second ring by mr hughes rich gives bagwell and chip a double noggin knocker Morton sends Liger into the second ring, but then just follows him over <laughs> to continue the attack. So Morton's in the second ring now, too? Yeah, why not? Richard then comes off the top rope with a crossbody, but Jushin catches and power slams him, hits a somersault senton, yep. a springboard moonsault, Bork, we like it. goes for an Irish whip that's reversed, but Morton runs into a big boot, which Liger then jumps up onto Richard's shoulders with his knees takes him down into a face plant. Woo! Jushin then attempts to follow with a spinning heel kick, but Morton moves. Liger then reverses an Irish whip, hits the spinning heel kick this time, and goes for a crossbody. But it takes both men over the top rope, to the floor, to be, to be eliminated.
1: eliminated. Uh, this is my favorite thing on the whole show. It's just that 30 seconds.
0: It's up there. <laughs> One of the best moments of the show.
1: It's like, oh, okay, I really like this. Before we were like, it's the first thing outside of your little sting Lex pop a minute ago, like, that actually woke me up a, for a second.
0: Vader then comes off the apron with a double axe handle to Rhodes on the floor, while Hughes goes for a crossbody on Simmons, who ducks, which sends Mr. Hughes into the second ring. Vader continues the attack on the floor with a short arm clothesline and Thomas Rich is eliminated somehow in the second ring.
1: Bye-bye, Tommy.
0: Steamboat and Anderson are now in ring number two. We don't know how they got there. They may have just walked over because it felt like a lot of people were doing that.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that, that nobody cares.
0: With the dragon coming off the top with a chop to the head, Simmons and Luger are fighting their way up the rampway. Jimmy Jam's then punched to the second ring by Champion, who follows over. Orange choking Ricky, which Jimmy Jam was punched into the second ring. Like, he didn't go over the rope. He was literally just punched. Goes (laughs) through the ropes. It's stupid and obvious and bad. And then Champion, like, crawls out of the ring to follow him. into the. Like we said, this is dumb. Uh, Yeah. Orange choking Ricky. Garvin with a shot to the gut of Chip. Steiner tossed over by Rude, followed by Austin being backbody dropped by Sting. Abby's been tossed out of ring number one, somehow. Garvin is then back body dropped by Chip, over the ropes to be eliminated. Cool. Simmons goes for a clothesline on Rude, but the Ravishing One moves, and Ron goes over to the second ring. Maybe
1: I should have cursed on this episode.
0: Maybe it would make it better. Rhodes is then backbody dropped by Lex, which leaves Sting, Vader, Rude, and Luger. As the final four in ring number one.
1: I mean, that's cool. We like that.
0: That, That's a good final four. The Stinger and Rick are brawling with each other, and they end up taking each other over into the second ring, where they continue to brawl. Also good. Vader with an avalanche splash on Lex, followed by a splash to the mat. Irish whip, followed by another splash to Luger. Firebreaker chip is eliminated, and Vader continues to try and hit more avalanche splashes. But Lex gets a big boot up and then clotheslines the big man over into the second ring. So Lex Luger is the winner of ring number one. I mean, who else was it going to be? I mean, it could have been any of those final four. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But Luger now gets to basically stand around in ring number one while everyone's still fighting in ring two. You kind of need that for him to be his, you know, quasi-heel champion. Abdullah the Butcher is eliminated, and then he pulls... Bill Casmire out to eliminate him as well. Austin with a body slam of Bagwell, Arn goes up to the top rope, but Dustin with a big right hand, a crotching, and follows with a drop kick to send Arne Anderson to the floor to be eliminated.
1: Arn Anderson, the real people's champion. I give him the bell. <laughs> I mean, I know you give him the bell, but like, you know, he ain't got the look. If
0: this was a sport-based presentation, maybe. <laughs> The dragon with the top rope chopped to Vader. Bagwell slams Stunning Steve's head into a turnbuckle, but then Austin back body drops Dustin Rhodes over to be eliminated. Mr. Hughes and Ron Simmons brawl their way over the ropes to be eliminated. Stunning Steve then throws Marcus Alexander Bagwell over the ropes to be eliminated. How are you going to take out my, my Ron? Steamboat and Sting with the double team clothesline on Big Van Vader to eliminate him. I'll buy it from
1: Steamboat and Sting. Vader's got to get back to Japan at some point. He's, so got, the, he's got real things to do, like
0: be an IWGP champion. So the final four in ring number two are Sting, Rude, Steamboat, and Austin. Beautiful. Austin and Rude Irish whip their opponents to the middle, but Ricky drops down, so Sting flies out with a clothesline on the ravishing one. Good stuff. The Stinger then Irish whips Rude into Stunning Steve, goes for a boomerang Irish whip that ends up seeing Sting hit the Stinger Splash on Austin. Sting with a face plan of Steve. Rude comes over to help double team on the Stinger, but Steamboat comes over to hit a double noggin knocker and a jumping chop to the heads of both men.
1: Steamboat's really been chopping it up this show.
0: Ricky has Austin on the ropes when Rick comes from behind with a clothesline, but the dragon moves in time, so it sends stunning Steve Austin to the floor to be eliminated. Steamboat's then thrown over the ropes, but he holds on, skins the cat. But Rude is there, so Ricky pulls him over with the head scissors for ravishing Rick Rude to be eliminated.
1: I know, I love it. Like, we love Rick Rude, but
0: I just want Steamboat to be able to be Steamboat all the time. The dragon then tries to complete the skinning of the cat, but Rude grabs him to pull him off the ropes, to the floor, so Ricky Steamboat is eliminated.
1: This might be the second best thing on the show. <laughs> like, it's just a small thing, but it's so, it's just like, oh, it's just so smart and good. And it's like, okay, now you have a Steamboat and uh, rude. and Rude, like, singles match that, who doesn't want to wanna, who doesn't wanna see to that? Go. Yeah, you'd have to be a raving lunatic to not want to see that.
0: So Steam is the winner of ring number two. Spoiler alert, we're not going to watch the next Clash of the Champions.
1: We're not? But,
0: what happens the main event of that Clash of the Champions is actually Austin and Rude versus Sting and Steamboat.
1: Well, if we're not going to watch it, I might just have to take a little note here. Maybe catch that match. Well, who doesn't want to see that?
0: The I'm willing rail. to bet ba- that match is better than any of these matches. <laughs> the Ravishing One throws the dragon into the guardrail, jumps back into the ring attacking Sting with a rude awakening to lay him out. Steamboat both then rolls into the ring to check on the Stinger when Luger comes over to the second ring, but the ref tells him that the match will be in ring number one. So everyone heads back to ring number one, with Sting climbing up to the top rope immediately, only to be pulled in by Lex. Good stuff. Hey Lex, the idea is to th- throw him... Over the top rope Mm -hmm, Yeah He's literally already on the top rope
1: Yeah You could just Pushing You've got like You know Three or four inches on him
0: Height wise anyway At least Luger with the clothesline Taunts the crowd Inverted atomic drop Kick to the gut Raking the eyes on the ropes Tosses Sting through the ropes To the rampway Where Harley looks to continue the attack But the Stinger is up To body slam race
1: Oh man It hurts to watch, right?
0: Harley's not that old.
1: Yeah, but he is pretty big and he doesn't look like to be in the greatest
0: of shape. He's fine. I don't know. Luger comes out to the ramp, knocking Sting off the ramp into the guardrail and goes to slam his head, but is blocked and reversed for Lex's head into multiple guardrails all around the ringside.
1: Yeah, this is fun.
0: Back in the ring, the Stinger has the crowd electrified, rubbing Luger's face in the mat, eye rakes... Sting picks him up onto the top rope, multiple kicks to the gut, but race rolls into the ring, but the stinger hits him with a vertical suplex immediately.
1: It still hurts. I just like, I mean, Harley took two big bumps. He's not
0: taking them if he's not able to.
1: You say that. He lived, he didn't, he didn't die young. No. So, you know, but it just was like, oh, it just looks rough. He's a big, he's a thick man. Always has been, but, like, you know, you just—he it feels like he moves like Cotton Hill. Like, he's only got, like, one bone in his legs. So, I just, I don't know. It kind of hurts for me to watch him take those bumps.
0: Sting goes for the stinger splash, but Lex moves in time, and Sting is hanging over the rope, half in, half yeah, out. he's teeter-tottering. Luger throws the stinger, but he holds onto the ropes, slides back into the ring, right hands, kicks... A big right hand, face plant, clotheslines Lex who starts to tip over but is holding on. So the stinger, with one more push, gets him over the ropes to, to be, be eliminated. eliminated. And Sting is your battle bowl champion.
1: Yep, there is one thing to take away. One, one thing to fish out of this bowl. And, you know, it's pretty cool that Sting won. That's the thing you fish out. That's your fish. That's your... Uh, your uh, prize bass. I don't know anything. Ron Bass, oh <laughs> Ron, yeah, Ron, yeah, your your prize Ron Bass sting. The last ten minutes of this match are cool because the crowd's real into it, and you have your sting and steamboat and blah blah blah. Everything before that is
0: when it gets down to like four or five people in each ring. That's when, that's, this match, yeah, that's yeah. when yeah. these matches. Yeah, yeah. Like the, good.
1: the last ten minutes was good, but I still hold that I think the best thing on the whole
0: show is. 30 seconds between (laughs) Eaton and Lager. Or Morton and Lager, Lager, yeah. Yeah. So Pyro's going off all over the arena. (laughs) JR and Tony recap the evening. Say their goodbyes Mm -hmm. before the credits roll. And I ask you, Michael Temple. Yes. What are your overall thoughts?
1: This battle bowl is... Like 99.1% turds
0: is this your bunkhouse stampede like i said it was less
1: difficult to talk about it Mm -hmm. than it was to watch it and bunkhouse i know was way more fun to talk about than to watch yes so like bunkhouse might i might like better because it was so bad that like we had a good time just crapping on it and this is just like so useless and stupid that it's just like well like i can't even be as mad about it because like, it's just like, a shrug, whereas bunkhouse yeah. stampede was like a like, hand, on forehead like stare at the ground like shake your head, and this is more just like, just like throw your hands up in the air and like in like yeah yeah ach. yeah it's like it's like it's a Kathy, it's like ah ah,
0: okay. I mean I'm pretty much right. I feel like there was nothing wrong with this show. There's just, uh, like, a lot of But nothing bad. that stands out as must-watch. I would avoid this match like the coronavirus. I mean, the idea that they had... With the pulling of the names, it's interesting. On on maybe
1: on paper. On paper, but, <laughs> but the, if you when you look back the next day after you weren't drinking at the bar,
0: yeah, <laughs> and you like wait, I think that's a pretty bad idea. But the ex- yeah, the execution of it was not good because like literally, if you just put put guys that are actually like faces and stuff faces like Let's like, like say like, like if
1: like, the Freebirds were against. Like the
0: Young Pistols, the, the Young Pistols, and like young, and and, and, and they the got southern, yeah. yeah the young pistols well, if they, yeah they
1: right did right that where it was like like they kept the faces and heels in tags even if like they're not tag wrestlers. Yeah. So you'd still end up with some weird combinations, but as long as it was heels and faces on either side of the ring, then when you when you get to the actual bowl at the end, you have moments where those guys have to gonna have to eliminate.
0: Each other exactly, and then 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 it's interesting because I mean the only match that really like took advantage of the of the weirdness of a face and heel being teammates was the Sting match, the Sting Abdullah the yeah, Butcher, yeah. which that was versus Pillman and Bobby Eaton, and wouldn't we have rather seen Sting and Pillman versus Eaton and Butcher anyway? Like <laughs> I mean yeah, or Butcher. I mean we don't like. They're, I don't want to see... Do we want to see a Butcher match at all, really? I
1: mean... No, if you're going to do... You, then if you're going to do a Butcher match, and you have Butcher and Cactus together against maybe, like, Firebreaker Chip and... Todd and Champion. And Todd Champion. And they beat I don't, Todd I don't, Champion. I don't, and, I
0: don't need to see Todd Champion and Firebreaker Chip in, at the, all. in the battle bowl. I no, don't. No,
1: not at all. They Cactus, lose J- They Cactus lose to the Cactus Jack and, and Abby, and they have some fun spots in your bowl, and we get a bit better of a show. This is just, like... Cause this is just, like, so mismanaged.
0: Because I'm like... Who doesn't want to see scott and rick steiner in the battle bowl i'd rather see both of them in the 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 moment that
1: i want from that is like it gets to a point where like they get you know there's less people in the ring the two steiner brothers get pushed into each other and they both turn like they're gonna hit each other they don't and then they do like a cool double team move and like clear the ring and then move on how cool is that and then they get they get screwed over later we want that we want that it's we want that. Like we I said, want
0: that. The idea is interesting, but when you think about it, it just doesn't. It, it's work basically out. it's just
1: overbooking yourself. It's like nobody went, nobody gets over, and nobody wins. Exactly. Sting is already over. This does not help Sting's career by any means.
0: I mean, basically, it pushes him to the number one contender spot. Yeah, yeah. That's basically, every, what it does, he already is that.
1: He's, he was that before the show started. He's
0: already in the conversation for a number one contender spot. Yeah, so he was that because we know because like this?
1: Rick Rude's not because Rick Rude is also a heel. Exactly. Sting is your babyface. Cause you're not—it's not Dustin Rhodes, and it's not Pillman, and it's not Zink. Like Sting's your your big baby face. Who's the other? Who's the number two?
0: Number two baby face. Yeah, the, my, the time it's
1: Steamboat. Oh well, yeah. Sorry, I keep forgetting Steamboat's back. Cause you know sometimes they let them go off, and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? All right. Fuck you.
0: I think it's time we mark it up. So some of the best moments of the show for you. Liger Morton, the
1: uh, Lex tag match, and the last ten minutes of the show are really it for me. So you could boil the show down to like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> when I said ten minutes, and then dropped it down to eight, but like you know, a twelve-minute like highlight thing.
0: I mean, I'll give I'll give Zabisco some credit for oh, he was good. his heel work. He was, his good. Match. he was good. There's
1: definitely some people that do deserve some credit, for sure. Like, but there's like just no matches that are worth your time that are like worth going back for like historical reasons or like work rate or whatever no definitely this not. show is just like a big blah. blah this is just like like unseasoned mashed potatoes this is bad potato salad
0: i mean i think you thought you you said the lex and arn match was the best one i best, mean it's I, the best I, one I, on the show i think that
1: it's the most watchable match on the Steiner show.
0: And Firebreaker, Chip, batten and Man match is right. That it's probably yeah two.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, match the, the, the reason show. that that one doesn't get the drop is because like I don't care about three, the, of, the three of the four guys, and like the Lex match, it's like oh I like everybody here, and like so there's like yeah. an energy, and those people have worked together more, so it's just more palpable. But the Arachlan Man match is much better than you would assume.
0: It's definitely better than a lot of the other things here. Exactly. About most disappointing that they had this idea for yeah the Star- whole the whole concept my, the that most disappointing Starcade thing Starcade just continues yes. to have a gimmick yeah. that doesn't work
1: my yeah my biggest complaint is the concept but even outside of that if this was a different show but the fact that this is a a Starcade is the most disappointing which should be
0: thing. your biggest show
1: yeah like if this is is a super dark spot on the name Starcade and. It, the Battle Bowl could have just been a different pay per view. You could have just had a pay per view later called Battle Bowl.
0: What was the last good Starcade? I don't. Point? I can't
1: remember. I don't know. I mean, was it the the, the thing is, is like I've the been mini saying, tournament. I've been that saying did? that WCW has been doing this like two good shows, two bad shows, two good shows, two bad shows, and it's weird. Yeah. There's like the it's so weird. It's like oh they'll have a they'll have a good show, and then just an, and then you know and then another like pretty good and then show. A month later, and it's just like.
0: This crap. Yeah.
1: It's like, oh, cool. Like a Halloween Havoc suicide match where all your guy. The main event, main event is the first match and it stinks. So, you know, if they would just do the thing that they do well, which is have people...
0: Go out there and have good matches. Yeah, have
1: have two guys in either black or red shorts that look like, you know, you're... They look oh, like... they him be green shorts. That look like your uncle. Those are all Kenny Omega's, the only guy that ever wore, ever wore green shorts uh, the but yeah like you were you need like your generic dad wrestlers to go out there and one's got bleached hair and he bleeds a gusher and the other guy's balding and they beat the piss out of each other.
0: This seems oddly specific, but I can't think of who you're talking about.
1: Talking about your Arn's, your Harley races, your Ric Flairs. I want to see people wrestle. I said pissed. Like, I I broke the gimmick.
0: Ah, eh, pissed isn't a curse word. <laughs> okay, cool. How about best performer of the night? There's just so much. Let's just go with Z-Man. Yeah, we'll go. yeah.
1: I'll. Yeah, honestly, why not? Seriously, I'm fine with that. I mean, Z-Man, like, actually, one of actually, my favorite. Ter- like... Actually,
0: literally, Terrence yeah. Taylor did that gut wrench uh-huh. sit out power bomb on. Yeah, it was good. I'll yeah, we'll go Z-Man Arn, and I was just all like,
1: yeah, I'll flip a coin for Z-Man and you, Taylor.
0: They're actually letting you hit your finisher on on them. I was like, yeah. all right, cool. I mean, like, like there's... So we had actually had a false finish in that match. Yeah. Like, we all knew Terrence Taylor and Z-Man aren't winning that match, but they actually let them get to a false finish. Yeah, yeah. On it, which was great.
1: They didn't, like, completely throw him under the bus.
0: It's the reason why it's the best match on the show. Yeah,
1: easily. Granted, it is, like, one of the ones that makes the most sense, like... You know who's four... winning. Yeah, you know who's winning, but, like, the four guy, like, that was match was the most... Still got the most, my blood pumping yeah. at all. Z-Man for president. If
0: we'd seen a Frankensteiner... That might have made my match of the night, but we didn't get a Frankensteiner. We didn't get a
1: Frankensteiner. Oh man, Uh, I just played this video game and I beat it, but it was like a, anyway, you had to like, you could buy moves. It was like a, you know, side scroll and beat them up, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I purchased a Frankensteiner and every time I got to, it was called the Frankensteiner and I had to like buy it and every time I did it, it was cool.
0: How about most surprising? Anything surprising on this show? What about this show's not surprising? We expected a good Starcade. We we keep having the I expectations was like, okay, of having a good Starcade. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, we've had some good WCW shows recently, and I was really excited about this new Starcade because last time we recorded, you were like, I was like, oh, what's next? And he was like, Starcade, and I was like, oh, cool, because and you are like, and you told me the gimmick, and then I forgot about it, and then when I went to go watch the show, <laughs> like a day before I watched the show, I remembered the gimmick, and I just got really bummed. I would say the the silver lining is that there's some thunderlaggers in the WCW. Yeah, yeah, I mean that, but, but like the silver lining of watching this show is that this conversation was more interesting.
0: And now for a look back even further into the history of wrestling. The Dusty Finish after Stan Hansen had won the NWF heavyweight championship. Antonio Anoki knew he would need to be at his best to regain the title on april 3rd 1980 in tokyo inoki would match hansen's intensity move for move to achieve his mission of winning back the belt even after hansen would hit a suplex on the apron Anoki would go to the air with a flying knee from the top rope before suplexing stan to get the pin for his third nwf reign antonio inoki would hold the belt for another year when the lariat would challenge once again, next week, WCW New Japan Super Show
1: 2. It's pretty convenient look back, because, you know, Anoki Talking about Anoki there, we're going to go to, you know, Inoki's promotion. That's right. Question that I had, when did Anoki give up New Japan? Because he started New Japan.
0: I think like, whenever they sold to... Bushi Road, I think. Really, it wasn't before that. I mean, it may have been when he got into politics. I'm not real yeah, sure exactly yeah. what the timeline on that. I was is. just kind of
1: curious if you knew. Like, I was just curious how long he'd been kind of not the like owner of it. I don't know.
0: I'm not sure exactly. Anyway, I, mean, I he, he started another promotion in the early 2000s, I think. Okay, so, so it, it was it not. probably, I was probably
1: pre Bushi Road is probably like Third Handle or something. Probably.
0: Yeah. I think Bushy Rhodes had it for like at least 10 years.
1: Yeah. So like the, the that 2000 or whatever. He yeah. was probably doing some extra anokism.
0: Yeah. MMA it was, stuff. It was the MMA, wrestling. Was it Pride or whatever? Stuff. I don't remember what it was called. It
1: was, yeah. It was called Punch Face. Everybody got punched in the face.
0: Music from this week's show is Formula One by Eric Mars Lazar. That was the theme song at the beginning of the show. And Sting won, so we play Sting's theme, Turbo Charge. It's like the whole song. Yes, it is. Bah, bah, bah. They're hearing that right now. Oh, so. okay, cool. If you like this show or any of our other episodes, go out there, please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast app. You can always email us any comments, questions, concerns at wrestlinghistoryx at x or you can find us on Twitter. Just tweet away. Just Random things. Wrestling stuff. Wrestling stuff, you know. At Wrestling Histo X. That's wrestling H I S T O X. We'll talk to you next week.